Well, hey, thanks for joining us for this. I've had a lot of fun doing these introductions where I get a chance to introduce my friends to my friends and uh, really excited for the conversation we're about to have today. I remember when I was the kids pastor at Calvary. So this is years ago, there were two young ladies that taught a kindergarten Sunday school class. And uh, it was fun for me as a pastor to just watch and see not just the way they were influencing um, the children that they were teaching, but the joy they found in ministry. And I love it that both of them are still involved in ministry today. Um, it's also cool to hear stories of how God has used folks from Calvary to go out and be blessings in other places. And Lisa Seaton is a great example of that. Ladies, some of you know Lisa. She's been with us for some of our Calvary Ladies events. And Lisa, it is a thrill to have you kind of digitally back in Toledo. Thanks for taking the time to join me for this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love you and Rhonda and the Calvary family. And um, man, just so special. Thanks for taking a chance on me and letting me and Lindsay teach Sunday school. I mean, you're the first person who ever let me do anything in ministry. That's pretty special. You know, and some people might have said it was, it was because we were desperate for a kindergarten Sunday school teacher, but that is not it no, at I all. know it. Not, you, not you it knew. at all. <laughs> so like oh, some people amazing. watching this probably will go, man, I've known Lisa for a long time. Other people might say, Lisa, who, you know? And so um, my, my first question for you is, and it's probably a tricky one, but if you had to um, give us your life story in three minutes, like what, what would that sound like? Oh, that's a challenge, Pastor Chad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my name is Lisa, and I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. I have two amazing parents, David and Janet. Call my mom Gigi now. She's a grandmother of, I think we have eight grandkids altogether, seven, one on the way, not with me, but with my older sister. Um, two older sister, or two sisters, older sister Dana, younger sister Kara. I'm the middle child, and middle child syndrome is real. And um, spent my whole, uh, you know, childhood, young adult life in Toledo, Ohio. Grew up at Calvary since I was a little, little girl. Um, and then when I was 18, moved to Rockford, Illinois to be a part of Rockford Master's Commission, which is now City First Leadership College. And at the time, yeah, I was 18. I remember telling my mom, I'm just going to be gone for like one year because there's a one-year program or four years. And, uh, you know, then went back for two years, then three years. And now I've been in Rockford for 18 years, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've lived half of my life in Ohio and half in Rockford now, so which is pretty crazy. Um, and went into ministry, um, became a licensed pastor and became uh, part of our staff with City First Church. I've had a lot of different roles there in ministry. Um, currently, I serve on our executive team. Um, I got married about eight years ago to my amazing husband named Adam, and we have two boys, Nash and Ryder. Ryder just turned three. Nash is four, and they're completely wild. So pray <laughs> for us, Pastor Chad. We need you to come and be the children's pastor again for them. I, they're, I don't know. They're wild. I don't know that I have the fruit of the spirit of patience <laughs> the way I used to. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you want that. So, yes. we'll, give, we'll give a quick shout out to your folks too. We used to do um, this at Calvary months ago where we would actually meet. It was crazy. We would all mm. come together in the same building at the same time. We don't do that yes. right now. I, I miss it. 
I miss that. We all miss it. And yeah. uh, many times, especially I think 10 o'clock service, your, your dad is often at the front door and your mom uh, oversees kind of the, the hospitality team for Auditorium One, both at the 8.15 and the 10 o'clock service. And yeah. um, she has a gift of getting, getting folks uh, into, into their seats in, a, in such a gracious way. And so, uh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta give them a shout out here. Oh, and, mom and dad, I love you guys. Um, <laughs> it's pretty special when your parents are like your heroes and that's how I feel about my parents. They're just amazing. Um, I'm just so grateful for who they are and they're wild, but they love Jesus and they always keep things fun. You know, we made my mom take the Enneagram test like a year or two ago. And so she's a number eight on the Enneagram. She's a commander and a chief. And I was like, okay, that makes so much sense. Like she's, she's the boss. <laughs> she's like, so yeah but love my parents and my sisters and everyone watching from Calvary you all helped to raise me so thank you <laughs> so I'll, ask, I'll ask this question maybe this is a this is a good spot right so this this uh this video is going to get posted just a few days after our online parenting conference which is coming mm -hmm. up you know as we're as we're recording this this coming weekend so you when you say it's amazing when your parents are your heroes you're you're saying that from your perspective as a daughter you're also seeing that from your perspective as a mother. You've also mm -hmm. been in ministry long enough to to see a lot of different stories that way. Why? What makes that happen? Like mm -hmm. like if if somebody just heard you say that and go, man, I want to be my child's hero. Well, yeah. like, do you got any pointers? Wow. I mean, I'll tell you from what they did, <laughs> not from what I'm doing. Um, so, you know, I think that my parents, uh, they're not perfect, and they would tell you that. They never have been, um, but they always put their family first. And there's so much authenticity with our family that we can talk about anything. And I think that's made all the difference in the world. You know, um, you know, you've heard before that when somebody shares something with you that's vulnerable or sensitive, how you respond to that teaches people if you're a safe person or not. And so I feel like my parents, no matter if we crashed a car or did something that we shouldn't have done, uh, just always responded with love and um, we're just safe, a safe place for us. And so, you know, my mom's always thinking of us, praying for us, letting us know that she's doing those things. And so um, I've learned so much from them. And, you know, I am so grateful. Like if you, you know, what's the greatest gift in our lives? It's the fact that we get to have relationship with Jesus. And my parents taught me that. And to know where they come from, they both are first generation Christians neither of their parents knew Christ. And there was a lot of addiction and I mean, lots of crazy things that went on in their households. And so they just had like, you know, old school word, but a radical life change where they came to know Jesus. And I'm just forever grateful for that, you know, because they changed the course of, of my life and my kids' lives. And so I'm just forever grateful that they know Christ and made that decision and uh, raised us in that. And I think you touched on something that's just so that that genuineness is so key. Like I look back yeah. to even from, you know, people that I knew growing up in the church to stories that I've seen over the years. And, and the, the bottom line, the reality is like it's it's it, you, you, you can't be two different people in two different places. Your kids have to consistently yeah. see that you who you are 
and that's you're not perfect you don't get everything right but you mm -hmm. you do um you, you keep that consistent love for jesus and model that and it yeah. makes a world of difference so yeah yeah it does i'm grateful for that so yeah. yeah authenticity i mean that's how we were raised and i'm i'm i am i'm so thankful for that that's awesome awesome yeah well here let's let's get a little window into your world if you if you could describe the perfect day like uh there's no corona there's no quarantine there's no good start right there <laughs> yeah well, there's 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 the start and you yeah. could design a day that when it was over and you put your head down on the pillow that night you said man that was the perfect day what what would it look like hmm. i mean i don't feel like it would take i don't feel like it would take much right now because <laughs> i've been <laughs> locked in my house for about two and a half months um uh, I would say anywhere at the beach. I love the beach. I feel like that's a happy place for our family. So um, somewhere that's just a quiet, relaxing beach uh, with my family. Now, my immediate family of four, and then maybe everybody else could come for a little bit of that time. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of kids between all of my sisters. Um, yeah, I think something where you're outside in creation that's relaxing, nothing on the schedule because um, normally life is jam-packed. And even though we're home, there's still lots of things on the schedule. You've got Zoom calls, you've got, you know, uh, Google Classrooms, there's always things on the agenda. So a free day uh, at the beach with my people, I think would be a perfect day. That sounds awesome. Really good. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's been fun for us to watch lisa is the way that you know like you said mom i'm going to rockford for a year mm -hmm. and i would just say both your giftings as a leader but then also i would say your your servant's heart and faithfulness and leadership has opened up doors of opportunity for you to a, mm -hmm. to a place where god's allowed you to lead in a really you know cool place significant mm -hmm. church that has seen um, some really cool growth over the years and even in many ways a, a turnaround in the fortunes of that you know congregation for sure, for and, sure. and you know if you, if you want to touch on that that's cool too I, I, I guess you know it's been cool to watch that so you've had this unique vantage point mm -hmm. to watch as you're as you're in this season right now I guess a question I would ask is like how do you lead when you're in a crisis um, and, and not even just from the standpoint of, you know, cause I think when I ask that question, sometimes people would go, well, I'm not a pastor or I'm not, you know, I don't know my own business, but I think yeah. for all of us, we, mm -hmm. we find ourselves either right now or in different seasons where we're not in a, in a time where it's easy. So yeah. are there any like thoughts that come to your mind? Like, how do you lead in a crisis? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, and you know, I think that. You know, something I've had to remind myself even during this coronavirus. And at first, you know, I think it came out, there's so much unknown, there's so much fear. And I just felt like God dropped in my heart. You know, I'm the same God that has seen you through the last 1997, 19, 2000, 2010, 2012. And that same God is going to lead us through, you know, May and June and July and all throughout the rest of 2020. And so just, you know, rem reminding ourselves that God is faithful and he's the one who's in control and he's the one who's in charge. And I have experienced a lot of change in my time in ministry. Um, yeah, when I first became came to Rockford and was a part of the church, it was very different than what it is now. And Pastor Jeremy became the senior pastor in 2012. And I was the first person that he hired on staff, <laughs> which mm. I look back and I'm like, wow, thanks for believing in me. 
Um, and I was in a different role. I was doing a lot of logistics. Um, but at that point, the church was, you know, maybe 700 people in an auditorium that fit 4,000 plus people. And people were not nice, a lot of angry people. Um, and so, you know, we had to, and Jared did, and I got to be a part of that up close, uh, Pastor Jeremy and Jen DeWert lead through that. And I remember he would stand on the stage and he would say, we're not just a friendly church, we're a family church. And I'd be like, we're not friendly or family. Like, and he would be like, I'm saying this in faith. I have a vision that one day we will be. And that vision came to pass where we're a friendly church and we're a family church. And I think that I saw then, and we see now that it's so important that in any season of change and in every season of our life, that we have a vision for the season. You know, and the Bible talks a lot about that. Um, and we've all heard that without vision, people perish. Um, but having a vision is so important. And so I think that in the same way that we've had vision, when you had a vision to move Calvary from where it was at on Glendale to Conant Street, that's a huge change. And I'm sure I wasn't, you know, in, in town when that was happening. I was already in Rockford, but I'm sure that you had to cast that vision and help people see that vision. And because you could see what it was going to be, you were able to lead through that change. And so I think for right now, it's so important that we have a vision for this season because then we know that we're gonna, we're, we're headed somewhere. We're not purposeless. Um, we're not just, you know, wavering, but we know where we're going. And so I think, you know, being in church leadership, right when this happened, we talked about how we're gonna, in this season, we're gonna be focused on prayer and care and community and connecting. And that's what we're gonna do. And so we've been super missional around those four things. That's our vision for this season. How can we care for people? How can we pray for people? How can we help people? you know, connect with God and have community. And so that vision has been like a pathway forward for us. And then in my own house where we just have four people, Adam and I sat down and said, what's our vision for our family during this time? Because it's an abnormal time, but we want our kids to have stability and we want, don't want them to be stressed. And so what's our vision for right now? And that gave us a pathway forward. So I think for everybody, you know, who's, who's watching right now, God has a vision for this season and he doesn't want to waste it. He doesn't want you to be full of anxiety and fear. There's a vision for this season. And if you just ask him, God, what is it? He'll give it to you. And that's what's so freeing is that it's not our job even to make up the vision. God's got it. We just have to say, just download it to me. I'm listening. Just download it to me. And then, and then we'll do that. So I think just asking God, what's the purpose of this season? What's the vision for it, for my family, for my work, for my church? Um, and he'll give it to us. And I, and I love that because the way you describe that, like it's, it's easy for vision. Vision can be a buzzword that doesn't mean anything until you embrace yeah. it. And, yeah. and what you just said was, hey, that, that can happen for a church of thousands or yep. it can happen in a home of four. Yep. And it's, it's that saying, God, what, where are you taking us in this? And yeah. uh, man, that's really good. And God's so good. Like he made you and he loves you and he, he loves your family. And he, he wants us to be a season where, you know, you're not just going to survive, but that we're going to grow and we're going to grow stronger. And so I'm always so grateful. I'm like, God, I have the easy part of the vision equation. You have it. And I just receive it. And it takes some pressure off of us too, of like, okay, what, what are we supposed to do? just ask God? And, and he's so good. He'll tell us. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take you back to kindergarten for a minute. All okay? right. Yes. All right. 
so if you you can remember either you know being in kindergarten or or you know teaching kindergarten Sunday school or with your boys uh, you know heading that direction. Do you remember show and tell? Oh yeah. After okay, so so I I'd, I'd love a show and tell moment. I don't know. I probably should have given you a better heads up, but <laughs> do you have anything close by that you could show us that yeah. it's like hey this is meaningful or there's a story here or something. Hang on one second. Let okay. me grab my phone. Because, you know, you mentioned earlier that um, Lindsay and I did Sunday school together. So I yeah. texted Lindsay today and I was like, Lindsay, I'm talking to Pastor Chad. What do you have? So she sent me some photos. I'm going to email these to Clayton. That's oh, Pastor no. Scott and you. <laughs> I'm not sure what you guys are doing. And then look at this, everybody. This is Pastor Chad, baby Pastor Chad and Rhonda. Oh, man. Look at you guys. That was a lot of cheeseburgers to go. <laughs> I was like, I don't have anything super sentimental. I'm not that kind of a person. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that's just so fun for Calvary to look down memory lane. There's so many amazing. I'm going to email these all to your son so he can blast them wherever he wants to. <laughs> But yeah, so, I was like, how amazing is that? So a couple a couple clarifications. When you mentioned Lindsay, Lindsay yes. is our early childhood director at Calvary yes. and uh, does a phenomenal job of, uh, so, and, and we, have, we have, for those that aren't involved in our kids ministry, we have Lindsay Jordan, who's our kids pastor. Lindsay Schaefer leads all of our early childhood stuff. Yes. And she is a force to just watch minister to kids on, uh, on, on Sundays and Wednesdays. And they've, they've just continued through this whole, um, pandemic or whatever, you know, to just consistently, they're bringing ministry into families' homes and just super proud of our team yeah. and the way they've done that. That they're picture phenomenal. of, oh yeah, they're doing just a, an amazing job. That yeah. picture of the beard, that was a Christmas extravaganza. Probably, yes. I want to say that one was, man, 2000, 2001, something like that. I think and, so. That's what Lindsay Scott, said too. <laughs> yeah. Scott Brugman was our youth pastor and uh, Pastor Doug Clay had us doing all kinds of things that we regretted later. So yeah, that was. Uh, oh, it's amazing. Well, thank you for totally, team. totally turning the tables on me on that one. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fun surprise. Dirty trick. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, oh. hey, let, let me, let me ask this. Like, are there things that you are reading, listening to, kind of enjoying in your own life that you would maybe share or pass along and say, Hey folks, you should check this out. Yeah. So before the COVID pandemic broke out, um, I was in the middle of reading good to great, which you've probably uh, read that before, but I haven't, I hadn't read it in so long. So I just finished reading that, um, which from like a leadership standpoint, the timing is really interesting because it talks a lot about, making the most of opportunities during change and during transition. And so we're right in the middle of that. So yeah. that was a really enjoyable read um, for me. And I just love, you know, I think even during this time, it's been so important for me to have my brain just stretched and challenged because um, you're home all the time. But I'm like, it's so important just to continue to be pushed. And so that's a book that just stretches my thinking. Um, and I think anybody can learn from it, whether you're a leader, you know, of a large organization or a leader in your home. Um, it just has some great information in it. And then I'm a huge fan of Craig Rochelle's podcast. I've been listening to that, which has been good because he talks about how to work from home, 
how to lead from home um, and just challenges you. I feel like he's the person that kind of gives you a little push to keep going, keep growing. Um, so those are some of the things I've been, I've been listening to, reading to, reading along with. Um, and then I've been reading some fiction books just for myself because I like normally we're out and about, we're doing things, we're traveling, we're meeting. And so I'm like, it kind of feels like you're going someplace else when you read a fiction book. Yeah. So I just, a couple of just easy airport reads that you're like, I can read this in a couple hours, but it's just been fun for a mental break because as you know, once this happened, I feel like we've been working around the clock. And so it's like, I got to do something to make my mind rest. And that's been a fun outlet for me. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, good to great Jim Collins. It's a business book. Yeah. It's so applicable to, I think families, homes, yeah. wherever you might serve. And even there's, there's, it's, it's a uh, dinner time here at my house and everybody know. He's a big Jim Collins fan. He's read good to great. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's got good taste. Um, there's a short follow-up called when the mighty fall. Yeah. Where he takes it from a different perspective, not of how mm. organizations became great, but of how they were great and fell apart. Wow. That is fascinating. And I have so, to read uh, that. yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's a great kind of follow-up to that. And so, yeah. yeah, he's awesome. And if you, he's so, he's so passionate. Like I read the book and I listened to some of the book and he reads the audio book. I was like, this guy, it's got so much passion, which I love. So I've really, I've enjoyed it. You know, audio books has become a thing for me lately. I used to feel like it was cheating, Same. you know, and uh, and now I, I'm finding I can I can get through more material and it get yeah. you know if it's not something that I need to really yeah. deal with. And podcasts are great, and sometimes I just need a, a book to kind of take in. And so, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, the things we can do, you know, with technology, especially in yeah. this season, are that's incredible. So, yeah. 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 So, okay, here's another, here's another question we've been asking. Do you have a hidden talent, something we wouldn't know about? I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm a number seven on the Enneagram. So I'm kind of like, if I am doing it, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna tell you. Um, I'm, I'm really tone deaf. I can't sing. <laughs> My mother is also tone deaf. She knows it. So she's not going to be offended. I remember vividly growing up, going to church with her. And me and my sisters would be standing in the aisles when we have pews and we'd be elbowing each other who had to sit next to mom for worship because <laughs> she was so tone deaf, but sang with her whole heart. You know, Gigi, she's like all in. And we'd always be like, you have to sit fire, you have to sit fire. But now I think I inherited that <laughs> and I'm tone deaf. Oh, I can't sing. I can't. You see guitar. That's not mine. That's my husband's. Um, yeah. So I don't think I have a hidden talent. Well, but I'm, I'm so excited for all this information we're getting <laughs> when we all get back to church. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, I will say um, it's so funny because I'm a full-time mom full-time in ministry. We try to be really efficient. Um, one of the things that we decided to do as a family is we have all of our groceries delivered. It saves time. It just, you know, I'm like, it just is one stress reliever. So like my kids grow up and they're like, um, mom, can you tell the grocery people we need some more goldfish delivered to the house? And I'm always like, oh my gosh, like, who are we? What generation is this? 
And now since we've been home so much, I'm like, I've started making homemade bread. I started making all of these things I never thought that I would make. So maybe that's a hidden talent that I didn't even know I could do until there the go. COVID crisis. It's, it's coming out. Yeah. It's coming out. You got some Corona cooking going on there. Awesome. I do. It's, it's awesome. been fun. We all, we are enjoying it. So, so you know, you, you alluded to this a little bit and, and I do think, you know, talking about Corona cooking, I, I think this season of time has been stirring something up in a lot of us. And I think it's important that we, that somehow we, we listen to that, like figure out like, God, what are you doing in my life in this season? What are you doing? Like, I, I'd be curious, what are you, what are you learning in this season? It's mm -hmm. a great question. Um, I mean, I'm praying more than ever. Half of the time it's for my children, like put on some clothes, stop dancing on the table. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's wild, but you know, um, man, I think that, you know, James tells us in the Bible, in the book of James, like to draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And um, I've just been seeing that in such a, an awesome way. And it looks so different for all of us. Um, our, my days really are slammed with work and kids. And so I've been getting up early every day, get up like a 530 in the morning, um, spend some time in prayer, spend some time reading, uh, we'll try to exercise. And as I've just been showing up, God's just been speaking so loudly. And so I just think, I'm just always blown away by the kindness of God. And maybe somebody's watching, you know, and they're like, I don't even know where to start. I'm not a pastor. I, and I would just say, just show up and just say, God, would you say something to me? When I read, would you reveal yourself to me? And he will, and he does. And, you know, I'm so grateful too, just for being anchored. In, in Christ, in church, because I've been thinking about how it's been crazy and it feels like it's chaos. But if you think about a boat that drops an anchor, even though it might be being pulled this way and that way, it doesn't really move far from, the, from that anchoring point. And for us, when we're anchored in Christ and we're planted in a church, even though there's chaos happening, we're okay and we're rooted. And so it just, as a pastor, as a Christ follower, it makes me want to, you know, just help people be more anchored and more rooted because it, it keeps you safe, you know, and it doesn't mean that things are good, but it also avoids some of that. Um, I mean, people are really just being crippled by fear, by anxiety right now. And there's a lot of people that I know who don't go to church and they're just having such a hard time. And so I'm just like, just tap into who God is um, because he's the one who calms the seas. So I, I've been learning a ton. I really have, but that's just a, a snippet of some of the things. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. One of, one of the things that uh, I've loved being able to do with this podcast is, um, you know, give give people an opportunity to connect with some other really valuable resources. You know, like yeah. um, other places that they can go. You you can only listen to to so many Chad Gilligan sermons in a row before you on repeat all day. Pastor Chad, fries, you know. So so <laughs> if somebody wanted to know more about Rockford uh, City yeah. First. Or yeah. I think, um, you know, quite a few of you, of your own messages would, would be able to be found there. How can they yeah. find out more if they wanted to hear you speak or get yeah. some more information on uh, what's yeah. happening in the world? Yeah, you can um, head to cityfirst.church, our website, and then also on social media, City First Church. Um, we're on there. And then obviously my own social media, Lisa Marie Seaton, and a lot of that points back to these resources. So, yeah. Awesome. 
It's amazing. How can we pray for you? Pastor Chad, you're so nice. I'm just so grateful for you and Rhonda and your leadership and your longevity in ministry. Um, The more that I'm in ministry, the more that I just realize how special that is. So I just want to say thank you for all that you guys do, seriously, and for how much you love your people and how much you love God and your family. And so I'm just grateful for you guys and grateful I get to be a part. You know this. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of churches and they all are, are special, right? And, yeah. and have a unique calling from the Lord. But Calvary's mm-hmm. a special place. There's something it's unique special. about what God has done there, is doing yeah. there. I believe yeah. that he has his hand on uh, on the church. Um and and you know, I honestly believe that our our best days are ahead of us in yeah. having the opportunity too many lost people and yeah. uh, we have the opportunity to to help them experience life change. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. We're, we're, yeah. you know, you're, you're very kind, but uh, we're the it's ones true. who are so thankful for what God is doing there. And yeah. so, uh, well, yeah, you're doing so, a great job. So, um, and yeah, to answer, I didn't answer the question. <laughs> um, I'm kind of like, you know, anyways, um, yeah, I would think just continued wisdom. I think, yeah, just continued wisdom as we lead at church um, for our family um, and you know, God's just wisdom and protection, um, during this season. So, um, I think that's where we're at. I'm just going, God help us to lead well at home in our neighborhoods, at church and in every capacity. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, what about you? you? Yeah. You have but, to answer it too. <laughs> you know, um, I think wisdom is, is probably at the heart of so much right now. You yeah. know, you, you, you're so thankful for what God's doing. And yet, you know, we, we've said several times with so many of the questions that, that people are asking right now, um, you know, for many of us, we're being asked to play a game and we feel like we don't know the rules, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and it's, and it's tricky, whether that's in our own lives, our families, um, you know, whether that's in how we're praying for those that are in leadership, uh, yeah. whether it's governmental or, or local or, or even, even church or school or whatever that is. I mean, the conversations I'm having with people in this season, the, the toughest part is, is what's unknown and uncertain yes. and, yeah. uh, um, and, and just saying, God, we need your wisdom. Um, yeah. and, and what he wants to do in this season. So, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Can I pray I'm for with, us yeah. to have yes. wisdom? So, thank so you Father, so much. I, I thank you for Lisa and Adam and their boys. God, I thank you for the, the way that you have, um, God, as your word says, you, you set a path for us. And so I thank you for the way that you've led Lisa and are using her to encourage and minister to so many. God, we thank you for see first in Rockford and, and the church that is having so much influence, not just in that city, but, but around the world in, in so many different ways. And, and God, I thank you for her role in that. I pray, God, that in her leadership, you would give her wisdom and clarity, God, that you'd give her protection and courage and let her know a sense of your grace in this season. For she and Adam, as they're leading their home, God, we ask that you would continue to allow them to know health and, God, your grace in this season, that your hand would be on their boys and, and God, they would just know just not just a sense of your your grace, but, Lord, a desire to know you. And, Lord, collectively, we pray that in this season, uh, Lord, even for those that are watching this right now, that there's been things that Lisa has said that have resonated with them. God, would you let them know that even in the midst of our uncertainty, even in the midst of of the the places we don't know right now, your word says it clearly that if we need wisdom, we can ask, and you give it, Lord, because you're 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 that kind of a good God 
who freely gives us the things that we need. And so we ask that you would guide us, Lord, open our eyes to see what you're doing in our hearts today in this time, and let us be open to, to be obedient to the things you have ahead. Lord, thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank Lisa, you, you are Dad. a joy. There is an energy <laughs> that you have and uh, are, are um, <coughs> still ticked that you left Toledo, <laughs> but proud of you, excited <laughs> for the way that God is using you and Adam. And uh, thanks for letting us get a, get a glimpse of, uh, of your life and uh, the great things God's doing in it. So thanks Thank so much. Thank you so That's much. Perfect. Thank you for having me. You're awesome. awesome. <laughs> awesome. God bless.